0: Hey Erica. Hey Nicholas. So what did we talk about today?
1: Well, today we covered some chat GBT.
0: We also talked a little bit about artificial intelligence.
1: And don't forget about generative AI, everything from deepfakes to Dolly.
0: All that and more on another exciting episode of the Refreshing Edge Podcast. Hey Erica. Hey Nicholas. So what are we talking about today?
1: Today we're talking about ChatGBT and all things AI.
0: Well, that sounds exciting. Tell me about what Chat GPT is.
1: I don't even know if I said it right now. Now I'm feeling self-conscious. Chat GPT. I think I said B. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, we are going to talk about that, which stands for Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer.
0: Well, um, that. <laughs> That's quite a mouthful. I know. What does that even mean?
1: That's a great question. I am not very well versed in this. Um, I know all of those words separately, but not together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I sort of think that it's a language model that um, is trained to react to perform different actions based on whatever its input is.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, so chat GBT is kind of all the rage right now. Um, whether it's, you know, work like us, marketing agencies, mm-hmm. even students in college and high school are using it quite a bit. Um, I don't want to use the word plagiarize cause it's not necessarily plagiarism, but they are using it to write essays. I'm seeing, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, sh- I had that. <laughs>
0: uh, absolutely. You know, um, I think it's an interesting Question about whether or not that's okay or not, but it is a tool that exists in the world. It's like a calculator in some ways.
1: Yes, in some ways.
0: And so if you can learn how to use it, harness its power, it's probably not going to go away. It's just going to get more um, advanced as we go along.
1: Right. Advanced is a good way of describing it, just because even the last six or so months, you know, just the Mm -hmm. advancement from Dolly, which we'll talk about later to chat GBT is just pretty amazing. I think, um, you know, there was that fad a while ago where people could input their faces into <laughs> some sort of a website and then it would generate like 20 different images of yeah. your face yeah. in different styles or different genres, mm-hmm. like, you know, fantasy, uh, stuff like that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, it's scary. <laughs> it is,
0: there's lots of implications or lots of questions around what it all means. And how we should all use it, but um, I'm curious about you know what um, how we use it or how you use it, and what your thoughts are on it at this moment.
1: That's a great question. So if you guys don't know listeners, um, I am the social media strategist at EdgeOne. So honestly, copywriting, especially, is sort of my bread and butter, right? So I'll let you know, not just because you're my boss, but because this is the truth. I've really tried to refrain myself from using chat GBT or AI generated generated captions. Um, I mean, I did confess to you the other day. I used one for a simple little blurb <laughs> that I was too lazy to think about. But other than that, I've really tried to be to be good about it um, just because I mean, I know that this sounds dramatic, but a lot of people in my field or you know, who do my kind of work Are a little bit worried almost about chat gbt or ai generated captions taking over our jobs right Mm -hmm. there is something to be said about the human flourish you know the human touch but it's kind of scary because even the ai is learning how to be so humanized in that way it's almost Mm -hmm. indiscernible right a caption that's created by a human versus ai so i think it's really interesting but i don't love it just because it does make it seem like jobs like mine are becoming redundant. And I hate to think that, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that um, jobs like yours will change right, um, in the near future, if they haven't already. And that it will be really important for you to understand how to use AI to uh, get the most out of whatever your workflow is. Right. And, you know, so... Uh, full disclosure, this is the second time we've done this podcast.
1: Yeah, let's <clears throat> let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the first
0: time, I was a little bit more apprehensive about the use of AI in our work, but we've had a couple of months in between then and now. And, you know, I see how it is a, it is a tool that's not going to go back into the toolbox. Like, it's not going to just disappear. It's not a fad that has happened.
1: Yeah, we've opened Pandora's box, right? Yeah.
0: And so the people who are going to succeed with this tool are people who really know how to use it really well, mm-hmm. I think. And so I think it would be useful for us to figure out how we can use it to its, um, you know, most responsibly and and to enhance our workflows and to maybe create starter positions. I do I use it a lot for a lot of different things, but I never use it it's never the final draft that I send somebody because, because it has to have some of me in it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, chat GBT is not us. It's Mm -hmm. not edge one. They won't give that refreshing edge. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think for me, a lot of my fear is strictly personal, right? Because Mm of my work, my job, how it plays into that. I'm sure some artists feel the same way, like creative drawing, painting type artists. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, with that being said, I I agree that there probably is a way that I could marry my role and an AI generated caption type role. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just something I really, like I said, I've been apprehensive, but I think that I could probably take a step back and enjoy it more if I really tried. That's to be said or discovered later on, though, um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see for now.
0: Well, you know, I think the quality of what you get out of ChatGPT is uh, directly related to what you put into it, and um, that is know, true. The human element of that is just really knowing how to get the most out of it possible, and um, and how to start with something and then revise it based on the prompts that you give um, the machine. And that is something that I'm really interested in as we go forward.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: How else is it being used out in the world?
1: Whew, it's being used in a lot of different ways. So we did talk about this in the last podcast, but I'll briefly cover Unreleased it again.
0: Unreleased <laughs> because of a malfunction in our audio equipment.
1: Technical issues. Mm-hmm. Um, not our fault. <laughs> we'll blame the microphones. Yeah. It was AI. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so if we talk about chat gbt really quickly just its background it was created by um, a company called OpenAI, which is an ai research company mm-hmm. um, and interestingly over one million people had signed up for its services within five days since its creation in november 2022 that's a lot it is a lot um and yeah it's been about six months then uh, since then and you know i'm pretty chronically online i would say and the presence (laughs) it's a chronic problem it is a chronic issue i'm trying to go to the doctor for it (laughs) but it's uh it's so prevalent online um Mm -hmm. just like with twitter for instance like on my feed it just you know i have so many people i don't even follow so their posts just just pop up on my feed and so many of them reference using this kind of stuff ai for writing or for art and it's Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. We're inundated with it. So in the past, when I was a teen, for instance, there's uh, other kinds of AI chatting forums, such as Cleverbot. I don't know if you ever used that, Nicholas.
0: I don't know anything about Cleverbot.
1: Yes. So that was a very, in comparison to ChatGPT, a very rudimentary uh, AI mm-hmm. chatting uh, forum where, yeah, it was, it was rudimentary is the word for it in comparison. It was just very like you could tell it was a robot you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. um so that was fun in the moment uh, but since then we've we've come to chat which is now considered to be the most advanced uh in these kinds of ai chatbots to the point where like i said high school and college students have written those quote quotation mm-hmm. marks around there right written essays using it or even smaller news outlets um have used it to create articles both of which are considered slightly forms of plagiarism again there is a lot to be said about that um it's because it's not exactly like you're going through a book and taking entire excerpts and claiming it as your own right Mm -hmm. like we've said it a lot of it has to do with what you've input into it and what you want to get out of it but it's not you writing it which is i think the issue that a lot of teachers or even people online like i've read articles where i'm like this isn't exactly right and then Mm -hmm. in the comments people are like this is written by a bot you Mm -hmm. can just tell like this is not a human being (laughs) writing this
0: yeah um yeah i mean i think that's an important thing to note that if you're going to use it professionally Mm -hmm. and i you know there's some interesting questions around whether or not you should use it professionally i personally think it's probably the future of journalism i can agree with that and also that the journalist's job will then be to um, prompt the AI for what it's looking for generally in its article and then revise based on the output that it gets and so the journalist won't necessarily be generating all of the text that you read but it will they will be responsible for that output in um, in more of an editor type of a role
1: right copy editing will take over copywriting mm-hmm But like like (laughs) the
0: prompts, you know, the prompts that you give ChatGPT, you know, for an an example, you can say something like, I would like an article about how ChatGPT has revolutionized um, journalism in America and what the implications of that against, you know, all of the, you know, um, all of the issues that might arise, including plagiarism, include, including, fact checking, including, you know, the general, um, issues we've had with fake news over the years. And then, you know, if you get very specific about what your inputs are, you will get a lot better output out of it. And then you can revise to whatever your personal opinion is.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. Um, and in terms of professional use of chat, GBT and AI, um, there are a couple examples that I dredged up that I thought were really interesting, not necessarily professional in our field, but so one of the examples is a mental health company called Coco. Um, it had come under fire somewhat recently because the CEO actually admitted that they were using chat GBT as a method of responding to some of the clients online. Um, so, you know, they would reach out. It's sort of like one of those apps that you message you know online Mm -hmm. like i'm not feeling very well i'm feeling depressed i need help um so i do think that that's a pretty bad look for them you know um he then even tried to amend the claim by saying it wasn't used to directly respond to clients but just help craft the responses which is i think the same thing but (laughs) (laughs) if that makes them helps them sleep better at night i don't know it's
0: interesting you know also that's a different kind of use case than we talked about Mm-hmm. You know, if you're talking about an actual mental health provider uh, are we ready to turn that over to the machines right question mark? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know
1: it, Apparently not we're not ready. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I don't know if we are. I don't know if we're not ready either You know, that's the thing. I'm not really sure how I feel about the whole thing because in a lot of ways machines can do things Some things better than humans right. like I might be ready to dr- hand over driving to machines self-driving vehicles <laughs> Because generally, um, vehicles, you know, can do a better job of that than actual humans. Right. But mental health? Do we understand the brain enough to to, um, give that over to machines?
1: I don't know if we do. Yeah. I think that that's a very nuanced situation.
0: That's a very good word for it. It is a nuanced situation. This is a very nuanced conversation. Quite. Yes. Driving conditions are different than brain conditions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. going
1: to I'm not going to say anything about the driving thing. You
0: you disagree, don't you? I do disagree. Tell me about it.
1: I don't know. I think people like well, I mean, this might sound like it's <laughs> it's a proponent of what you're saying, but people are already such bad drivers and it's not like I've heard only good things about self-driving, right? I mm-hmm. think that it's pretty comparable to how bad human drivers already are. Um, and I know again, that it sounds like that, you know, you could, I I think it sounds like I'm agreeing with you. I feel it really does. Doesn't (laughs) it? It it does a little bit. (laughs) How about if once I become impressed by the strides that self-driving cars are making, I'll agree with you. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I think the only thing that you hear right now are the horror stories around it and nothing about how um you know how safe it is or what the safety implications are or right. the general aggregate statistics you know it feels bad like if you get in a, in an accident which you have no control over right and what is the liability in that situation but also um if you if you get in much fewer accidents because the machines are driving then uh is that better
1: that's true that that also makes me think how that's going to change the world of like insurance companies. Mhm. Very interesting.
0: I yeah, I have no idea. But Yeah.
1: Not either. Super
0: interesting questions. We live in an amazing time.
1: We, yeah. We live in a time.
0: <laughs> you don't think it's amazing?
1: <laughs> it is scary. Well, I don't know why. I know I come across like such a wuss, but there's stuff about like robots and like <laughs> computer things.
0: It's all of the uh, dystopian stories that you hear you know like the machines are taking over yeah but um they could be useful to our lives that we could live in harmony maybe our lives could be better because of them is that possible
1: it could be possible i can't guarantee that though
0: nobody can no but it's an interesting question that's why i think it's an amazing time because these are actual realistic questions we can ask you know
1: yeah
0: do you do these things make us better? Our technology is incredible. It is. And the density of innovation, I've said this many times, the density of innovation in our lifetime is just astounding. You know, I grew up and I only had two channels of HBO.
1: Again, with the <laughs> joke. He made that last podcast It works too. every
0: time. <laughs> but it illustrates the point that, you know, uh, in our lifetime, in my lifetime, Uh, I used to have I there is a lot of technological advances I used to have to put cassettes into a tape player and press play and rewind them and now all of your music is available Anything that you could want to listen to is available on the internet at the tip of your fingers in your little bond gadget that you carry with you all the time Yeah, That's that's your phone
1: that you're obsessed with can't let it go Always in your hand. Not you specifically. I mean, it's true right now. <laughs> as because I watch him on his phone. <laughs> I am I'm
0: very tied to my phone for this episode in particular because I've got the show notes on it.
1: Yes, me with my iPad as well. <laughs> um, I want to briefly touch on the other example that I was thinking of because I thought it was really interesting. It's called... Uh, well, it's a company called Do Not Pay. So that is... I'll... I'll give them this, they are upfront with what they do, which is they are a self-described robot lawyer mm-hmm. that can help act as a legal defender in court cases. So this, beyond everything you know, on the surface level, it has actually created controversy because this type of technology as a legal defense is illegal, but the creators that do not pay found a loophole. Um, so some courtrooms do allow hearing aids for accessibility purposes. <laughs> And Do Not Pay CEO decided to take advantage of that, and they decided to use the hearing aids to feed advice to the defendant <laughs> in real time during their trial.
0: That's wild.
1: I know. It's so problematic <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, and also, that includes the fact that some states require all parties to consent to being recorded in court cases or otherwise. So, But other than that, it's just unethical and an unreliable method of legal defense. I would not trust a Do Not Pay to be my legal defender, if i got in like a car accident or anything else actually
0: yeah but i might trust it to drive my car for me
1: yeah there you go <laughs> nicholas would allow do not pay to represent him
0: i don't think that's true but i would be in, i <laughs> i would allow do not pay to be part of my legal team
1: <laughs> maybe he's given out some good advice yeah
0: we don't know you know like i've heard that chat gpt uh could pass the bar um and so, as a reference tool, that might be an interesting for an actual live attorney to, um, to use. I would not use... I would not let uh, a bot represent me in court at this moment. But maybe that would change. I'll reserve my right to change that opinion, depending on how things go. Yeah.
1: yeah and if you do it first, I will see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. I need some other people to do it first. <laughs> then we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Anyone... If you're listening and you used it, please comment.
0: Well, I think things like this open up discussions around how things like that could be used. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the practical application of a legal um, bot and could it be used live in real time legally? Like, could laws change so that you could use that? Could that change the way um, public defenders do practice law? You know, because yeah. public defenders' offices are overrun with cases all the time. That's true. So, could this help with efficiency? And would it be, um, would it be a good enough kind of defense tool for people who can't afford an attorney otherwise?
1: Yeah, that is a good point. That's part of what actually they were. Uh, I mean, part of their purpose was they were saying. That since its name is do not pay mm-hmm. you know it's obviously a free option for the public but you know you get what you pay for so again <laughs> it, we'll see how this goes yeah. the next year or so um the last thing i will say about chat gbt despite all of the pros we've listed about it what i found most interesting is that so as a preface, Microsoft is actually a large investor and partner to OpenAI, which is the parent company, as we mentioned earlier. Right. So the interesting part is that both Microsoft and Amazon have warned their employees against uh, sharing private and sensitive data with ChatGPT. So it seems like while they are a proponent of it becoming big, they don't want their own employees to use it for fear of the data that it's gathering.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that I would not give chat GPT my social security number or no. uh, my medical records, perhaps. Yeah. And if that becomes part of the aggregate data it, it pulls from to answer questions, you know, there are some interesting questions, you know, ethical questions around that. But our data is used all the time in big technology in ways that we don't realize. Right. And so i'm curious how this is different or if it is
1: yeah i i agree with that Mm -hmm. just what i was reading about it people were making the same assumption as me which is that it seems like microsoft is trying to preemptively protect itself and its employees against something ai related in the future yeah
0: well i think (laughs) i wouldn't want to give things that are very specific to me because i wouldn't want them to become part of the pool of information about me that could you know, that could accidentally become public. Right. You know, I wouldn't want, you know, like, you know, in terms of medical example, you know, like I dislocated my shoulder when I was uh, a 21-year-old person. And Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't really tell that to ChatGPT because I wouldn't want that, you know, as an example to be like part of the trivia about Nicholas DeSalvo. Tell me about Nicholas DeSalvo. And then them to be like,
1: <laughs> <This is his laughs> he's, the,
0: he's the leader of EdgeOne Media. His address is blah blah blah. Also, he dislocated his shoulder when he was twenty one years old. <laughs> you know, that's a silly example. I don't care about that, but but there might be some other sensitive things I wouldn't want them to know, and wouldn't want that to become the answer of a question. Who is Nicholas DeSalvo?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. After this, I'm going to do that. I'll share the results. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'm notorious enough to, to have, I like, I don't have a Wikipedia entry. So maybe someday.
1: Jake, get on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so right. yeah. I mean, and also the implications of ChatGPT using ChatGPT is that you sort of, accept the results and who like the results are dependent on who puts the information in or how it scans the information, what information it's looking at. And so, you know, what is the output? Um, And is it true? Yeah. You know, that's a question that has been raised a few times is that, you know, sometimes what it says is not actually true.
1: Right. It's the issue of fake news again, right? Mm -hmm. That's so prevalent. I have a friend who regularly falls for that. Just fake news in general, which I think is hilarious, but maybe not hilarious when you're trying to write an academic paper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe not hilarious in the ha ha way, but hilarious in the
1: I'm concerned for I don't you know. way. <laughs> She thought that. She read an article that said newly released footage of the Titanic sinking. And thought it was real. <laughs>
0: Shout out to that friend.
1: Yeah. If you listen to this, I'm talking about you. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you have any last thoughts about Chad GBT?
0: Um, I don't. I, I mean, I feel like we covered most of it.
1: We did. In depth, I would say. But I think that that is a good segue into just general artificial intelligence. AI, right? Yeah. Um, this I is mean,
0: the AI episode.
1: It is. And this is the AI era of human humankind. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you look like you are about to say something. Uh,
0: yeah, This, I mean, pretty soon all we will be is AI. We'll, yeah. We'll upload our consciousness into the cloud.
1: What is that called? Neuralink? <laughs> uh, yes, the the Elon Musk thing. Once again, I wish I could say Elon Musk's name and then have it just be bleeps coming out of my mouth. I think that'd be really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, but Neuralink, that's interesting too, you know, because Neuralink seeks to fix... Problems, you know, like deficiencies in the brain So that you know, like people who've had major Injuries quadriplegics could maybe walk again, you know, they could send signals um, Through the brain to different parts of their body I don't know exactly how that works, but generally that's kind of the idea is that it could heal things that um, Make it difficult for some people.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a cool theory and I do think eventually that can work Mm -hmm. and be successful but
0: do you trust elon musk to be the one in charge
1: see i wish i could but i I have a sneaking suspicion he's not even trying to like consult with any medical professionals and he's just imagining he can do all this by himself (laughs) 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 yeah i
0: don't know i don't know anything about that
1: we'll see elon
0: all right elon (laughs) all right we're banned from twitter now (laughs)
1: I haven't gone on it since our last episode, actually.
0: Is that true? It's true. Twitter used to be your jam.
1: I know. Reddit. <laughs> Reddit is the only thing I go on now.
0: Hey, Reddit's... Reddit can... Um, you can drop a lot of time into Reddit.
1: Way too much time. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that.
0: <laughs> Reddit's not AI yet. Yeah.
1: Not yet. Well, t- we'll have a Reddit-themed uh, episode someday. And we should. We should. It's, it's so interesting. I've been out for like... 15 years at this point. Mm -hmm. So anyway, with that being said, let's talk about AI. Let's talk about AI. I was wanting to mention the movie I robot because I think that that is the perfect just example of how I feel like we were all introduced to the idea of AI. Um, You know, I mean, obviously there's other movies and books and all of that similar to it. Maybe for my generation, when that movie came out, it was just so interesting Mm because You know, there's like the DreamWorks movie Robots, right? Which is like the fun side of it. And then iRobot came out. It's kind of a similar time. And it was the sad, kind of scary, (laughs) um, you know, just like the idea of AI maybe not being the most positive thing. Mm
0: -hmm. There's also a movie called AI uh, that was directed by both Stanley Kubrick and Steven Spielberg. Really? And it took place across generations. It was... Uh, it was crazy. it had Haley Joel Osment in it, the kid from the sixth Sense yeah, and Jude Law was in it, and you know a bunch of other folks but it was a it was a big time movie and it, it was you know it was about this AI boy mm-hmm. question, like in the quotations right. who um, you know what that experience was like from when he was created to Several through several generations of humankind.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Super interesting. I also watched
0: it. Also, recently there was a movie called Megan. Which was a <laughs> Let's sub-
1: talk about Megan.
0: Subject of much <laughs> conversation in this office.
1: Yes, not just because of Megan, DeSalvo, mm-hmm. but because it's I a great her. movie. <laughs> I know her too. Uh, highly recommend if you're listening to this to watch it if you like. I don't even know if I would call it a scary movie.
0: No, it's it's like scary light. Yeah, it's it's
1: it's kind of funny actually. Yeah, I cracked up many (laughs) times watching it. Um, Yeah, it's so interesting because it has Allison Williams right, and then she's sort of this engineer type character who, the beginning of the movie, it's not a spoiler. It just shows her like. You know, like those movies where they're just like touching a screen with like a bunch of different numbers and Mm -hmm. it's like doing stuff. So that's her (laughs) and she creates Megan and Megan adapts uh, to any situation, which is very interesting. Um, That's sort of like more like the generative AI, but well, maybe not. AI just in general, right? Robots. Um, And anyway, so I brought up the movie because that, is literally ai in a physical robot form and mm-hmm. what we perceive to be a robot you know based on movies but now real life ai is invisible almost um
0: yeah it exists in a network you know in the cloud yes. network and yeah,
1: exactly the cloud mm-hmm. that's what i was thinking of
0: and it's all around us all the time
1: yeah right now i'm like batting it away like cobwebs mm-hmm. get out of here <laughs> Um, so nowadays, as we know, AI is built a lot on the basis of just mimicking human learning and problem solving skills, you know, um, Mm -hmm. just what I think is interesting is that rather than being a set code, it's constantly adapting and changing just because it's so fast paced, um, and it's changes right with like the internet with memes, phrases, Mm -hmm. what's new, what's in.
0: Yeah. It's always taking in like the, it's always taking in user input. And so it's always adjusting to whatever the cultural trends are.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, whether we know it or not, we do interact with AI tools, I think, pretty often. So if you use Siri or Alexa, that's AI. If you're listening to like a Spotify song mix, that's AI. Yeah. And and social media even, just because it chooses, like with Instagram, how to present your feed to you in the most optimal way. Oh, yeah. It's funny because one day I was on my Instagram Explorer and I noticed it was just like so many things that I did not care about. So many things. Mm -hmm. So I started clicking on all of the cat pictures in my feed and then I refreshed (laughs) it and it was only cat pictures. Oh, yeah. You trained it. I did. I was like, get this out of here. I only (laughs) want black cats on my feed.
0: (laughs) Well, Netflix recommendations. That's another example of AI, you know, just based on what your what your uh, viewing statistics are. It will give you some examples of things that it thinks you might like. Yeah. And usually it's pretty accurate
1: yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. we already talked about self-driving cars so i don't think we need to cover that you guys have all of our opinions <laughs> our different. i'm opinions. all in
0: on self-driving except that i love driving that's the problem <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're gonna take your job away from you
0: i know you know i'm a i'm a i'm a i am ai am ai am aii do not know i'm a complete contradiction i'm hypocritical in all of the things i say i love the That's idea great for a boss by the way yeah if it's you guys perfect are interested. <laughs> you're welcome yeah. yeah i um i love the i i mean i guess i don't love the idea of self-driving cars but i think it's a, a great thing for society probably in that it would reduce the amount of traffic and accidents and things like that yeah but also i love driving Yes, I love the idea of electric vehicles because it reduces pollution but right. I tried to buy an electric vehicle and I, there was just no joy in it for me So I didn't
1: Yeah, gas all the way.
0: hmm And so um, You know like the the pull of the nostalgia of being able to start up a car and have it go vroom yeah. Versus you know, you press the button it goes You know like a spaceship <laughs>
1: And the smell of gas is unmatched, in my opinion. Oh, yeah.
0: It brings it all back.
1: Yeah. It smells good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. I opened my window in the gas station. I'm like, <gasps> inhale. Um, okay. Let's go back to the topic at hand. AI. AI. And we talked about AI in school. But when I was in school, for instance, I imagine they still use it. But there's a website called Turnitin. Um, all one word. I think that there's probably similar uh, tools, but... Turn it in. Yes. Are you familiar with those? No. Never heard of it. I think it's because...
0: I'm old. Uh, That's what yeah. you were going to say, huh?
1: You were not only handwriting your essays, but by <laughs> feather and ink. <laughs> My quill. Yes. <laughs> and scrolls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think it's because when I was younger and I was in school, it was... That was when the shift towards typing up your essays and all of that was coming out. Not only printing them out, but like sending them through email, right? Mm -hmm. So Turnitin is a tool that you can, like teachers rather, can input those essays and it's an anti-plagiarism tool. So it'll pick up on identical terms or sentences from online data. So again, with we mentioned earlier, you can't just Mm -hmm. take exact excerpts from like a, you know, a related academic essay online. Mm -hmm. So, on the other hand, there are tools like Grammarly, which you probably are familiar with. It's really popular right now. So that's making it easier for students to maintain the correct spelling and grammar just because it automatically flags any Mm -hmm. mistake. Um, Again, stealing my job.
0: Back in my day, you just had to use your brain.
1: (laughs) You had to use something called an encyclopedia. Ever heard of it? Grammarly. (laughs) Had
0: to consult with the style guidelines.
1: Yeah, flip through the actual MLA Mm -hmm. handbook. Yeah, Grammarly is fine.
0: I'm I'm all in on tools that help you.
1: Yeah. So yeah, AI is just so common in schools these days. It's Mm -hmm. it's very interesting. Um,
0: Yeah, it's interesting what we deem acceptable and what we deem unacceptable.
1: Right. Yeah, it is kind of interesting that Grammarly apparently is Mm -hmm. acceptable because you would think that the punctuation, grammar, spelling, all of that is pretty essential in the learning experience. But
0: just to be clear, I did have to type up my essays. I even emailed them to my professors in college.
1: What? Was it on a typewriter? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured out email on a typewriter. It's crazy.
1: That is crazy. It was Bluetooth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Longtooth.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> Erica
0: loves my dad jokes.
1: Yeah. her favorite part about working here. Yeah. My favorite part about podcasting because my my fake laughs are pre recorded. <laughs> you listen to it and you're like, that doesn't sound real. Um, did she really mean that?
0: <laughs> you should see her face. Yeah. We're it's gonna, like she's dead.
1: We're going to start inside. recording these so you guys will be able to see. Uh. Okay. So we're talking about the pros and the cons. There is a recent study of seventy-two percent of Americans that were surveyed so that they were nervous, just like myself, that machines will replace human labor in the future. I thought this was not an unfounded concern, because there are quite a few types of employment that were replaced with AI recently. Even mm-hmm. like coffee shops. There's a coffee shop in the mall nearby that is robot baristas that are serving the customers as opposed to humans. Mm -hmm.
0: I think recently you went on vacation and there was a robot waiter.
1: I was. (laughs) This happened in between the last one and like the last podcast and this one. And Mm -hmm. it was so incredible. I loved him. I'm sorry. I know I'm afraid of robots taking this over, but he had like this little screen with a face Mm -hmm. and he kept making concerned looks like he couldn't get through. And then it would have a speech bubble. that said, I can't get through. And his little face would look really sad. I loved him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take him home. He was so cute. <laughs> but yeah, he brought me my coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, that's interesting is because you did love him. And also, you are a little bit apprehensive of robots coming in and taking over things. I think that's true. Lots of Robots will take over lots of jobs that people currently do. But also, is that bad? You know, a lot of the jobs that robots take over are jobs that people don't always want you know first
1: it's true but then the reduction of jobs you know as they say there's no more jobs
0: i think there will always be jobs there will always be things to do you'll just have to wrangle the robots instead of you know do the actual things serve coffee to customers and things like that it's true um or what whatever I think that the future of jobs will be how you can utilize the tools that you have to do the best that you can. But also, I think there is a danger in further stratifying society so that people who don't know how become the have-nots. And the people who do know how are the ones who have more opportunity in life.
1: I agree with that. I was even going to say, I feel like an example could, meet, could be like car mechanics, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like eventually those humans will become redundant and then all you need is a robot to get the nuts and bolts loose and, you know, mm-hmm. move tires. I don't know. We'll see. We'll
0: see. But, you know, people adapt. Humans adapt. Right. And we'll figure out whatever the next thing is. And also, I know that... AI is probably in the future, probably a big part of the future. Right. So for me as a human, I need to learn as much as I can about it so that I'm not left behind.
1: Right. I'm actually, I was about to say, I'm curious what jobs will be created. Oh, absolutely. Because of, you know, AI. and mm-hmm. AI wranglers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Much to be seen. So the last AI topic I personally wanted to cover is generative ai so san francisco has been lauded the new home of the cerebral valley it's called (laughs) just because there are many generative ai ventures going on over there the
0: cerebral valley cerebral goodbye silicon valley hello cerebral valley it doesn't have quite the same ring you know cerebral is kind of a hard word to say
1: I mean, with Grammarly these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's what AI is for. <laughs> Someone tell me how to say cerebral.
0: <laughs> Someone say silicon. Is it silicon or silicone? <laughs> what know. are we even talking about?
1: I need an AI person over here. Um, so, generative AI. So I mentioned Dolly earlier. That is generative AI.
0: Dolly spelled D-A-L-L dash E.
1: Yes, like Wall-E, but Dolly. wall
0: and Eva, Eva? I can't remember. I think it's,
1: wait, (laughs) I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I know. I feel like it was Eva. Yeah, I think you're right. Also, I just realized Dolly is a pun on Salvador Dolly. Great. (laughs) I know how to use my brain. Mm -hmm.
0: Also in WALL-E, the movie that WALL-E kept on watching was Hello, Dolly.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I need to rewatch that. Okay, let's talk about generative AI and how it relates to Dolly. So generative AI is slightly, it's not different AI because it is a form of AI, but it's slightly different in the sense where it's more of the, it's like the concept of algorithmic uh, AI that can create new content Mm -hmm. in different forms. So like art and images, text, videos, code, or even music. Um, So... I was actually going to, as an aside, bring up that I recently watched this really kind of creepy video. It was a TikTok of somebody who created, was using deep fake, and they made themselves look exactly like younger Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. And it was really scary because he was doing this like little, he was doing these flourishes where he would like, you know, spin. And then when he would spin, he turned from like this 40 year old man (laughs) to 16 year old Justin Bieber. And Mm -hmm. then he'd spin again. And then the whole, like, his old outfit changed to that like purple like hoodie and stuff. Yeah. Has he dressed back in the day and it was so accurate because, you know, he was making facial expressions. The face Mm -hmm. would change with him. He was like pretending to sing. It was really weird. I've
0: seen some of those deep fake videos. They are very off-putting.
1: Yeah. They're so scary. They're not
0: quite right. No. You know, but, and you can tell usually, but also they're very good.
1: Yes. Like that one was weird. You could Mm -hmm. tell obviously it wasn't Justin Bieber, but it was close enough that it was really scary. Like, mm-hmm. if he really put in more effort, because it seemed like an off-the-cuff kind of video, if he put in way more effort, probably could have been indiscernible.
0: Well, in a year or two, probably it will be.
1: Yeah. He's probably going to be working at it, and I'll see his video in a couple years. He'll be, like, 50, but <laughs> still be 16-year-old Justin. Yep. Um. So, yeah, the dolly is that's a tool if you guys are unfamiliar um that's ai generated art so you can put in an example um like a a term uh so with nicholas you know he's talking about his dislocated shoulder say yeah nicholas at 12 with dislocated shoulder (laughs) and if nicholas had a bunch of pictures on the internet Mm -hmm. it would draw from that and it would create ai generated images of nicholas with his shoulder dislocated when he was younger um and gross. it was <laughs> it was gross. Yeah, maybe we don't want that actually. <laughs> Bad example. <laughs> nope. I think the example I used earlier is like a cat. We we were doing this like cat <laughs> in steampunk attire.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. So uh, that's a
1: good example. You get a bunch of cats in different steampunk <laughs> outfits. <laughs> And some usually in different styles as well. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. We've done some experimenting with this and that's a fun one.
1: It is a fun one.
0: (laughs) Different styles. Yeah. You can you can talk about different artists that have had uh, different styles. Impressionist painting, modernist painting. Yeah. You could talk about uh, modern art, pop art, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great point. Yeah. Cat and steampunk dolly style. Yeah. See what what happens. Mm -hmm. So that's actually, you know, again, not a huge AI proponent myself. Dolly was kind of fun. That was a big, uh, it was like kind of a meme on Twitter and Instagram, you know, probably late last year. Um, and I thought that was, it was very popular. So I thought it was pretty fun. Um, but, you know, of course, it wasn't always accurate. So more often than not, it would come out pretty warped or distorted and kind of creepy. And that's actually why it became so popular. People Mm. liked the messed up versions. They are like, oh my God, look at this dinosaur (laughs) shaking Donald Trump's hand. And they both look really weird. Mm -hmm. And then there's a (laughs) random arm sticking out of someone's head. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Ten fingers on each hand. Weird. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So the argument that has been made for generative AI is just that it could be used... For purposes like, for example, creating new product designs for businesses or creating code for websites so it can be optimized, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And, you know, the cons of it are related to the positives. So the better it becomes at performing the tasks like creating product descriptions or designing art, the more likely, again, it is that those kinds of jobs might become redundant. So that's, again, I think that a lot of AI and its concerns really does boil down to that and Mm -hmm. it's very fair you know they always say america we need more jobs and then ai seems like something that could actively take away jobs but we don't know yet you know i
0: think it'll just change the the jobs that are available right i mean really because you know i think that the i don't think that we will lose jobs like overall because of ai i think it will just create different opportunities for us we still have to create this stuff for humans to ingest. Right. You know? And so there's... Humans still have to be the arbiters of what is good and what is not. And and, um, and so I'm, I'm really unafraid of the implications of AI on the job market mm-hmm. in so much as I just don't think there will be less. I think there will it will change significantly. Right. And... I think that people will have to know how to use it and embrace it in order to thrive. Right. But also, I don't think that just automatically means less jobs. I just think it means less crap jobs.
1: That's true. I guess, you know, a good example is like in the last century or so, the shift towards just general technology and the huge, Mm -hmm. you know, now that the tech industry is so huge and the tech industry did not exist about, you know, a hundred or so years ago. Yeah. It was more so like the agriculture industry, I imagine, which still exists. So, again, yeah. maybe that there's something to be said about that.
0: Yeah. And and technology exists in agriculture like yeah. a lot. Yeah, and it's true. Technology represents millions of jobs.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, again, it can be married to mm-hmm. uh, current tech or, I don't know, labor that, like you said, no one wants to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Or it's it's just hard to do or, you know all kinds of things. There will still be things that you need humans for in particular, but...
1: Right. Yeah, that's a big complaint about AI, I think, and like AI art. People think it's soulless, you know? There's no human touch to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does feel like that. The deep fake videos feel soulless for sure. <laughs> they're really creepy. Oh, they're
1: so scary. <laughs> I hate them.
0: <laughs> but, but, you know, like... 10 years ago, five years ago, this stuff was not even possible. So no. So give it some time and it will develop its own soul and then it'll become sentient and then we're really in trouble.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. But who am I to say? Who knows? I'm not a tech girly. I don't know.
0: (laughs) We're going to upload our consciousness into the cloud and then we won't need human bodies anymore.
1: Yeah, I imagine that. If you didn't hear, there's a new Black Mirror season coming out. Oh. Probably we'll cover that in one episode. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, right. This, right. Is,
0: this is perfect Black Mirror material.
1: I know. We are living in that.
0: <laughs> this is a Black Mirror episode.
1: It is. Mm. It's going on forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking me out, man.
0: <laughs> well, is there anything else we should talk about while we're here?
1: No, I think that we covered pretty much everything. And, you know the pros and cons Hmm. you're definitely the more positive one and i'm the more negative one but (laughs) life is about balance it
0: is it's glad that it's good thing that we're doing this together yeah because you get both sides
1: yeah variety is the spice of life
0: all right well if you're still listening right at this moment tell us what you think reach out via our social channels at edge one media on instagram and uh let's see i guess we're at edge one on twitter and at edge one media on tiktok or join our facebook group refreshing edge or just email us info at edge-one.com. Tell us what you think.
1: Yeah, we'd love to hear it.
0: If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with a friend. Follow us on the socials. At edge1media. At this is Nicholas DeSalvo. Or at Megan
1: DeSalvo.